Well, hello everybody, this is Matantal, and we're back. This time I wanted to speak with you, oh, today was the 1st of May, or it is yesterday, and it's still kind of crazy here in Berlin. So there's still a lot of commotion outside, like any year, even in a COVID year. Anyway, I wanted to speak to you today about YouTuber artists, or YouTube artists. By that, what, what do I mean by that? I mean not just merely like video artists or any kind of conceptual artists that are uploading their material or their pieces of art to YouTube, but more of um, real YouTubers, like you can imagine. I mean proper YouTubers. For example, the most famous one that was creating sort of narrative work was Casey Neistat, who did a vlog every day for about three and a half or four years, and every day was trying to create a narrative around his life, which was kind of destructive to his own personal life, but was an experiment and a real joy to the rest of the world, <laughs> like a lot of work of arts are. But there are a lot of other creators that are creating not just vlogs or travel vlogs or things of that nature, but similar stuff that are always like narrative based. There is a there is a location, a specific location, and there's always a main character, usually the the person that is also filming, like a one one man picture show. Usually it's a person that is responsible both for the camera and for the acting. And if you would like to say the directing, if you consider it a, a form of, of documentary filmmaking. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say about those kind of creators is just to raise a question of their validity as creators of art. Because usually they are, they are demeaned and like categorized as content creators or influencers. But those are just marketing words. Because usually now, in the current state of affairs, those creators, artists, they are um, merely used as a form of selling products. That's what I call influencers. They are influencing, influencing the audience to buy products online. <laughs> in the past, for really for uh, major studio productions, they would just usually call those uh, you know product placement, but now we just call it branded content, branded content, uh, all the things of that nature. <laughs> yeah, but I think this is just demeaning to them, because the people that first took notice of them, of those YouTube creators, artists. Or marketing companies, that's why they got those names as content creators, influencers. Those are marketing words. Because the marketing industry was the first one to take notice. Nobody with a real sense of art integrity, <laughs> at least in the beginning, saw any value in them, in what they were creating and showing to the world for free. Because it was kind of rocking the boat for the rest of us. 
for the rest of the artists, because art was always based on commodity. The art itself, right, was the product. There was a film in theaters, and you paid to see it, right, or to buy a DVD, <laughs> let's say, right? And now, suddenly there's these people that just give away films for free. Films, vlogs, whatever you want to call them. Because those vlogs are not have anything to do with blogs or anything like that. They are at least partly, you know, not. I'm not going to say about all of the vlogs out there. Because some, some obviously are, but a lot have nothing to do with vlogs. They are basically short films. <laughs> like, for example, a lot of vlogs, uh, blogs, are not really blogs, right? They just call that as a general term, but technically each post could have been a short story <laughs> or a chapter in a book. So back in back up to those vlogs, <laughs> those short films. In the beginning, nobody took a notice to them except marketing people. So nobody gave them the integrity of calling them artists or anything. Because <laughs> they were kind of rocking the boat for artists out there trying to make a living off of their own art. Right? But here, those those artists, creators on YouTube, they are creating and they're not making they're not making the money off, the, off of their art <laughs> per se. They're only getting royalties for the commercials on their videos. Right? Or from companies investing in them, giving them money to create videos and in return they just place their products somewhere on the videos. So that's a change that is happening on in this realm of the arts. <laughs> that now you can just create and you don't make off money off of your art, you're making off of the fact that people are watching it and they're watching commercials off of it. Just like theaters would make money off of the pictures they are showing not merely by the tickets, but also because they were showing commercials <laughs> before the film starts. So obviously, I'm telling all of this because that's important, I think, to try and figure out why YouTube artists never got their due. Dues, as they say. They never really got it. Because there was all, they were always l looked upon as a marketing tool and not really as a piece of art because they were a real threat. But now things are changing. Theatres are dying slowly. Film festivals. is <laughs> a miracle that people even consider them valuable. And um, streaming services Yeah, they are valuable because that's where you can get your studio picture or your high-quality picture with fancy actors at the moment. Because <laughs> from what I see, I can already imagine that, you know, in a couple of years, you know, when YouTube artists 
will get their dues. And there's going to be plenty of more artists realizing that there's more potential in uploading them wo- their work for free online and making the money off of exterior factors, regardless of the art. Just putting their, out, their art out there for their audience. Right? And in that way, they will get their dues, even smaller artists and medium-sized artists, of course, but even much smaller, you know? And then the prophecy of a thousand followers, a thousand true friends, would come true. And then, YouTube artists can exist. Because let's say you're a YouTube artist, you're making real films for your audience. You're making low-cost films. You don't spend a million dollars to make a single, single episode for your YouTube channel. Maybe you, you spend just, a, you know, it really depends, but it can be a few hundreds, a few thousands for an episode. And if you have a 10,000 uh, uh, followers, let's say, or at least 1,000 true fans, you can make a living out of it and keep on creating. And once people would stop living in this ego trip world, thinking that they need to make something ginormous for Netflix, right? For the studios, but making art and putting it out there for the people who truly appreciate them. Once they would start doing that in the masses and would create higher quality material and not technically high necessarily, but artistically high, high value art, then people would just join and they would stop pursuing the world that is told them has been told them, the dream that has been sold to them, <laughs> to g- try to get approval from exterior factors, <laughs> publishers, distributors, festivals, TV channels, cinema chains. No, 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 no. No, you just put your out 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 there. You're consistent, like any good YouTuber artist. Just put your content out there, and one day you wake up and you see that you don't need all the exterior factors to say, oh, you're creating something good. Because the people, they're gonna tell you, we love what you're doing. We love what you're doing, man. And they're gonna support you. And you realize you don't need (laughs) any exterior factor. Because the only exterior factor you need, you need is the people of your tribe, your followers, the people that like what you are doing in your niche. You don't need the Walmart audience. You don't need a one billion followers. No, 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 that's just vanity. You just need a thousand, two thousand. And then you can create with the freedom of expression. Get the highest possible levels of creativity and freedom, man, and freedom. And that would be a beautiful day 
finally, there's gonna be freedom for artists, freedom for filmmakers. What a beautiful day it would be. And that day is soon. <laughs>